Welcome to another installment of Engineering Money, the podcast where some full-time engineers give their two cents on the financial news of the week. I'm Ben, uh, calling in from Washington State. I'm Tim. I am a consulting engineer calling in from Indianapolis. Ben, you forgot to say what you do. Oh, I'm a municipal civil engineer. <laughs> and I'm Joey, a food products engineer calling in from Minneapolis. Awesome. Joey, I, I think you have something to start us out with. Yeah, so it was kind of the, the theme of last week, for me at least, in my news feed, is just kind of what we've touched on before. The stocks won't stop going up, but we just got our kind of scariest jobs report in a long, long time. Long, long time. Uh, so the April jobs report came out with... 14.7% unemployment. That's 20 and a half million American American jobs have been lost in April. So it's just, it is monumental. Uh, and the, I guess, conventional wisdom is the reason this isn't putting such a hard hit on the stock prices is because people are still hopeful because these jobs haven't been lost due to like a financial implosion like in 2008 it's it's a uh, their government's closing things down that can theoretically be opened right back up but it's it's continued to be uh this kind of trend we've seen over the past few weeks yeah and one of the things i've heard is that oh it, it's all priced in um so I guess that's a way to look at it is people are just they're used to the bad news now and they just say oh who cares it'll get better yeah I think it to me it's just a prime example of why the stock market does not equal the economy and when people say whether or not the economy is doing good you, you got to look at more indicators but if you're trying to invest in stocks then maybe other broad economic indicators aren't always going to be your perfect fortune tellers. Very true. Got to look at the whole picture. Exactly, Ben. Um, I had something. So Goldman Sachs released an article where they discussed uh, the impact of companies switching to Zoom or just any online teleconferencing instead of doing business travel. Um, and they predict that it could hit oil demand by up to 3 million barrels per day for the future. Um, but keep in mind, it's, it's Goldman Sachs. I mean, they're a pretty big name. But if you look at um, all the, a lot of their predictions in the past, um, they said that we had a recession-proof uh, economy shortly before the, um, the downturn. <laughs> so well, with all advice, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But I do think they have a very good point um, with long-term decrease in oil demand. For example, at my company, um, we have realized that a lot of people don't really need to travel because we've been having great success with just doing things over teleconferencing. I mean, sure, they're still going to want some people to go on the site, but they could just have those very important people go 
and then have any tertiary people stay behind and just, you know, pop in over a web conference. So I think uh, that will definitely, just over the long term, there should be a, a decrease in business travel. Yeah, I've heard that uh, some consulting firms have told their employees who are working from home now, hey, when things open back up, come into work if you want, but also stay home if you want. Yeah, this whole crisis basically forced a market test of the new developed uh, technologies like video teleconferencing and yeah. all that sort of stuff, where before it was just sort of like a neat feature that maybe companies didn't really implement because they didn't fully understand the capabilities of it. But now it's like, hey, we don't really need to fly our employees. Yeah across the country or to the other side of the world to meet with people, there's some pretty high quality video that we can just have in the office. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It, it kind of used to be the, the talk of futurists out there saying like, you know, we really are on the brink of a world where we're purely virtual and it was all kind of a sci-fi type discussion and then boom, it became real. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of sad to hear that because I wanted to get a traveling job for a little bit. <laughs> but, Joe, you and I have discussed it before. It's really, it's not all that it cracks up to be. So I'm sure there are a lot of people that used to, that before this did a bunch of traveling, and they're probably feeling like that, you know, that this might be actually better. Yeah, to any... Yeah, no, uh... need to, no need to deal with... You know, crappy hotel rooms, right. crowded flights, screaming children. To any uh, yeah, burgeoning young engineers out there thinking you're about to travel the country on work trips, uh, you might find there's a lot more work in that trip than <laughs> seeing the country. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do we want to get into what's what we're looking at next week? Let's do it. So, so I'll kick us off. Monday, uh, we got we got some earnings coming in. Some ones I want to talk about here are Marriott Hotels. The this is a kind of a key thing because of that travel we've been talking about. Of course, a lot of their business comes from things like business travel or just tourism travel, which have been down. And the big question is, how are they going to be coming up? Personally, I think hotels are not going to bounce back. <laughs> The way the way a lot of other things are expecting to just because it, it's it's kind of the realization that we didn't need that type of activity as much as we thought so even when we can do it we're not gonna bounce back yeah um another one though For is sure. under armor the of course uh, you know sporting goods brand uh i appreciate this earnings coming out as an excuse for me to uh, touch back on my last week's little rant about Lululemon, because you know <laughs> they're, they're, it, Under Armour is kind of the other side of the coin. They target more towards men and are also a largely overvalued stock right now. So whereas uh, Lululemon can't seem to climb high enough. Under Armour is looking pretty bearish. And to me, 
what I think in a cool strategy is going to be is take things like Under Armour and go short when you can go long on something like Lululemon. And that way, whatever the overall market's doing in the sportswear sector, all that matters is Lululemon does better than Under Armour and you're making money. I personally really like making trades like that because you, you don't have to worry about the economic mess as long as you pick the right stocks. Right. Yeah. Interesting. How is Lululemon almost back to pre-market or like pre-crash trading? Yeah, they're almost back on top. And I I don't know why. They're not even <laughs> but, like... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know, a lot of the I... things that they make, I like questioned like when they made a a sports bra that also holds water in it so you can drink while you run i'm like that looks ridiculous no one's going to buy that but the thing is it you can't deny it represents innovation and yeah i gotta give them props for that and i can see them still being successful in quarantine because people are stuck inside maybe they're like oh maybe maybe i'll take up jogging it'll get me outside and then they go online and then they can just purchase their lululemon leggings from their website get it delivered to them yeah i think that makes sense and i i think it's gonna be it it, like tim mentioned before things already getting priced in it might already be priced in but i think we're gonna see a boom in health and fitness related trends coming out of this crisis because right now everyone's staying home they're all learning how to make sourdough bread and (laughs) maybe working out but can't really go to the gym and then once they get out of this it's going to be like another new year's um like flood to the gyms and everything everyone's going to be on their fitness kit Mm -hmm. yeah uh new year's resolutions in the middle of the year <laughs> well, yeah. Um, did, the year, did the year really start, though? <laughs> Can we really count that? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I January. One more earning that I'd like to add in for Monday, um, and that is Logitech. But I will talk about that later. All right. Okay. Cool. On Tuesday, uh, we got a couple things coming out. So 3M is holding their annual uh, shareholder meeting. Uh, go over resolutions. I'm not exactly sure what exactly, but um, that'll be going on on Tuesday. Um, the National Federation of Independent Business releases their uh, Small Business Optimism Index for the month of May, um, and that is forecasted to go down, unsurprisingly. However, the decline is estimated to be the steepest in the survey's history. Um, so pretty big stuff there. And then as well, uh, the BLS is rele- releasing their consumer price index for April, um, which is actually estimated to be up by 0.4% year over year, um, after a 1.5% gain in the month of March. Hmm. Interesting. But that's, that seems low. 0.4% in a year of prices increasing. I mean, if you think average inflation is supposed to be what, like two, two to three? Well, and 1.5 in just March, that seems like a lot. So we must have had a big dip before that. 
Yeah. Oh well. Um, oh well. And then there are a couple notable earnings also on Tuesday. Uh, Duke Energy, which is a big energy provider, um, as well as Honda and Toyota hmm. are releasing earnings. And I've heard that um, car sales are way down. So yeah. I mean, I imagine, yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, who's going to be buying a new car right now, especially right. if you're not really driving anywhere? Exactly. And the incentives are insane right now. If you watch TV, some of these commercials, I can't remember which one, but it's like the the companies are offering interest-free, no-down payment for like 94 months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely insane. They just want the cars off the lots. Right. The supply chain has to keep moving. Maybe I should buy a car. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> Wait, you said ninety-four months? Some yeah, it was like an absurd number of years. That is that... absolutely absurd. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can just not pay for this car years. until you sell it again. <laughs> I mean eight years, yeah. yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, so then on Wednesday, uh, the BLS is coming back out with uh, the producer price index for April, which is forecasted to be um, a decrease of 0.2% year oh, over year. Yeah. No, that doesn't seem so that bad. Consumer price is increasing. Producer prices are decreasing. Oh, wait, um, well, that's good, right? Yeah, well, that, but you got to remember, we, we're looking at a 0.2 and a 0.4% changes over year over it's year. Pretty when we see something yeah. like 1.5 in March. I think these are essentially, you should look at them as no change. Right. Then the few earnings that are coming out, uh, Cisco Systems uh, and Sony. I, well, I got nothing to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> not earning seasons is over. There's uh, yeah. only a few dozen companies, I think, over the entire week. The big, big rush earnings. came in and left. Yeah. But, Unless uh, anyway. coming out with a new Spider-Man, I can't get behind them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that'll happen this quarter. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> Uh, Thursday, we, we got some more uh, shareholder meetings, Altria, Intel, UPS, and Ford. Ford's another one of those uh, you know, car companies doing their desperate measures, and they have been on one heck of a decline for the past, like, 10 years. Poor Ford. They, they just uh, stopped giving out dividends. Oh, yeah. So, they, and it's been a similar story with General Motors, Right now, Ford and General Motors combined are worth less than Tesla, which is which, kind of crazy considering... It doesn't make sense. They have so much more sales than Tesla. Right, and, and, and Ford is like the original car manufacturer. It's, it's just so weird to see this kind of situation. Yeah, and with them getting rid of dividends, you can't even... There's even less of a reason to hold on to the stock then mm -hmm. for people that have just seen it decline for the past... Yeah. Uh, our, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the five year right now, and it's gone down 66. percent It just keeps dropping. 
Right. But uh, we're also on Thursday going to get our regular Thursday jobs report. Of course, we've been, you know, we like to track those just because it's crazy every week. Uh, it, it's been letting up a little bit, so we'll see if that trend continues. But it's going to be definitely something to keep in mind because it's it's all kind of abstract numbers, especially when we talk about it here. But I mean, it is millions of people that don't have jobs right now, and it is a surreal time. It's it's very very weird. Yeah, and I think it's not as um, like impactful right now, just because you can't really get out and do anything anyway. Yeah. So. What I think is going to be a real kind of shock is when things are opening up and then those local restaurants that could not keep their doors open are shuttered. That's what's going to be kind of a a real yeah. damper on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, in, in Indianapolis, uh, one of the bars I used to go to is not going to be reopening. It's very sad. You hate to see it. Yeah. All right. Not old. What, um, what was it? Old old time tavern or whatever it was. Oh was no! Thankfully not. Old time tavern is never going to close. <laughs> that place was so terrible. One of the only places you can smoke cigarettes indoors and really gross, terrible. Wow! In Indiana. Yep. They got grandfathered in. Amazing. If I could buy stock in Old Town Tavern, I would. <laughs> Tim, what's going on on Friday? Um, so the BLS releases job openings and labor turnover survey uh, for March. So it's forecasted to show 5.9 million job openings um, on the last business day of March, down from 6.9 million in February. Um and the University of Michigan also releases uh, consumer sentiment, their consumer sentiment index for May. And that the estimates for that show um, a 68 reading, which I guess that's just kind of arbitrary because it's consumer it's, sentiment. Right, um, I think it's an oscillator, like it's out of 100, so. Yeah, um, which is down from seven, or yeah, 71.8 um, in April. So the last time it was below 70 was in 2011. Ooh. So I would put my uh, I'd put my sentiment at like 50. But yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling I'm very sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for uh, notable earnings. We have DraftKings, but I think uh, Ben is really um, interested in that one. DraftKings, yeah, I got is, some is stuff to talk to about DraftKings in a uh, minute. Yeah, hop on that because I, I, I think DraftKings is super interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So, online gambling is absolutely still the wild, wild west. Um, there was a bill introduced and got passed. I want to say in 2018, I could be wrong recently. with that year. Like Very recently, the um, yeah, the the U.S. government said that uh, 
online gambling is okay. It's not unconstitutional. You don't have to and go to Vegas up, for it. Right. So they left it up to the states to decide what they want to do. And so far, more than 15 states have permitted online sports betting. Um, and then there's three states that have completely legalized all forms of mm. online betting. Oh and those God. three states were uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and obviously Nevada uh, are open for casino-type gambling online. Um, I bet Robin would like to hear that. Yeah. yeah, and actually, so internet revenues in New Jersey alone rose 66% in the month of March. Oh, my wow. God. Even though sports have stopped broadcasting, they've stopped performing, and casinos have closed as well, but the world of online gambling is still an outlet for those that, that enjoy doing so. Um, and this whole crisis could be a motivator for more states to jump on that bandwagon. Makes sense. Um, and it's, there's actually it's free money works. It's free money <laughs> for if the you states. Win. <laughs> yeah, um, there's actually a a deal uh, for a merger in the works right now with DraftKings, where DraftKings is going to acquire. Um, it's called Diamond Eagle Acquisitions, and there it's just another online um, sports and you know gambling. Uh, product i guess yeah um, what's crazy to me is DraftKings is like it's the one with those stupid commercials it it, it feels mm-hmm. like some guy in his garage made this website and i don't know if that's yeah. true or not but well it and, is like the biggest it is the premier sports gambling outlet DraftKings is it another thing is like my brother made one and he said he got like they would match your first deposit like up to like three hundred dollars so like he put in three hundred dollars and they gave him another three hundred dollars and i'm guessing it's just because they have the statistics to show that most people are going to lose that money and they'll just get it back but it it just seems yeah like jimmy said it's pretty wild but yeah i'm feeling pretty bullish on DraftKings in general with them doing really well right now about to acquire another um source of uh you know betting outlet from this other company and the fact that gamblers right now are uh they are just hungry Mm -hmm. for betting and they they want they want to find something to do more states might draft it up too could be the way yeah, more states could use this as you know motivation to. Also, get it going, sports are eventually going to happen again. <laughs> yep. I like. So that's that what I wanted to. That was my prediction for for this week. All right. Well, I, as I mentioned earlier, on Monday, um, Logitech will be having their earnings call, and I. I personally think Logitech is going to be a good buy. We might, I might be in a little bit late on the uh, the bandwagon here, but 
if you just think about it, everyone's at home, at least for, for now. Um, and at least from the sound of it, for my company, a lot of people are going to be staying working at home because it's worked out so well or doing like a split between um, working from home and working in the office. Um, but so what is Logitech specialized in? Products for PC, navigation, video communication, and collabor- collaboration. So like keyboards, mice, webcams, speakers, like headsets, um, you know, like all those peripheral peripherals that you need to do a good like video conferencing um, session. So like other stocks like Zoom have crushed it during this time. Um, I mean, there's that mishap where the, all the investors thought that it was a different Zoom. Uh-huh. Did you guys hear about that? I did not. Yeah. So there, I think there was a stock with a ticker that was Zoom. Um, and the actual Zoom is just CM. And mm-hmm. so the actual, um, or just the, the Zoom ticker, like just skyrocketed. And meanwhile, ZM just like, it still went up like 100%, but the other one went up like 1,000%. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so it's like, I think, there's a there's a Ford ticker. <laughs> yeah, I I just saw that earlier. I looked up Ford, and <laughs> it was a different company. The the correct ticker is F. <laughs> yeah, just F. They're the OGs. Um, so yeah, but webcams and headsets—that's what people use for the video conferencing. And if the business world adapts this as just general practice, then I mean these things. I know I have, like, a laptop webcam, but, like, it's really not that good, and it's, like, I think if this is going to be used more extensively, people are going to be buying more webcams. Like, for example, if you try to buy a webcam online right now, they're, like, all either sold out or you have to wait a month, or the prices are really expensive. Um, But not even with people working from home, gaming had, like, people are at home, and they're playing video games right now. Logitech is a premier company for gaming um, peripherals as well. Like, I mean, I have a Logitech uh, G-Series mouse. It's pretty great. We're not sponsored by them, but I wish we were. That'd be dope. Um, But, so they've they've got that. But they also own, um, like, a bunch of other subsidiaries. They have Astro Gaming, which I haven't heard of before, but I don't know if you guys have. Um... But they have Blue Microphones, which is supposedly a, a high-end brand of microphones. Um, Streamlabs, Ultimate Ears, and Jaybird. And I had no idea they owned Ultimate Ears and Jaybird. So those are just two different speaker companies. Um, but, yeah, those peripheral uh, brands will probably, or I would expect that they will be selling very well in the current environment. Um and on top, you have something done? Nope. Oh, oh well. <laughs> um, Google Trends also shows them trending nearly like up 100% from normal right now. And um, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, sold out of webcams. And okay, as I, yeah, I did say they're at a all time high. Um, so it might be. We might be getting in on the tail end of this, but I think that there's still room for it to go up further just because of, um, like, shifting business norms. And, 
I mean, currently you can't buy a Logitech webcam. I know that once the prices go back down, they're actually available. I plan on buying one. And I think a lot more people will be as well. Yeah, that makes sense. So, buy Logitech calls. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, and then I had one more, um, just Lockheed Martin. Um, so, like, Boeing has not been doing too well. Um, but Lockheed Martin fared the, the downturn a lot better. And I think this could... The Lockheed Martin specializes a lot more in defense, while Boeing does more like of a 50-50 split, mm -hmm. um, defense and commercial. But I think this could be the chance where um, Lockheed Martin could pull away from Boeing um, in the defense contracts field. You know, we and I, I don't see the uh, military-industrial complex going away soon because, you know, we, we just love that here in the U.S., So that, that's all I've, I've been looking into recently. Interesting. I'll definitely uh, add those Logitech, Lockheed Martin, and DraftKings to my little prediction matrix here, which is Ooh. my uh, section on this week's prediction is that this baby's going live. Uh, I'm going to use the Investopedia stock simulator because I don't want to invest hundred thousand dollars that I don't have <laughs> um, but yeah basically I'll just take that and my plan is to every week use this little matrix and I have it set up so essentially half of the stocks on my list I'm gonna buy and the other half I will short and do that every week and every month I'll give you guys a report out on it but what we have so far is it looks at the valuation of the company, and that's based on the S&P Global Market Intelligence valuation score. Of course, the Wall Street bets buzz. I was which, just about to ask. Yeah, Tim, do you want to explain that one? Because you, you sent that to me. So I know it's something like the percentage of comments that mention yeah. a ticker. So it's just um, some guy on Reddit just decided to track how many times a... Um, company or just a ticker is is mentioned and he just puts out a weekly report on um you know what he, he calls it buzz so how much buzz a company has on wall street bets and you can see which ones are trending up and down um over the past week and it it gives a probably a good idea of what's going on in the options markets yeah that makes sense to me <laughs> yeah but yeah, we're, that's definitely a factor in here. I'm also looking at the dividend yield of the company and then kind of the flip yes, side Joey. of that, the dividend payout ratio. So I think that's really important to look at because you get a lot of these companies that are up at like 11% dividends now, but you realize that is 200% of their earnings and that's not quite sustainable. So basically, yeah. dividend, pay, dividend yield, good. Dividend payout being high is bad in, in this matrix. And then the other one is from Recognia. They give a technical analysis based on the, the six weeks to nine months time frame, looking at different technical ind indicators and oscillators. And they basically get the uh, weak, neutral, or strong. And so uh, I kind of 
I'm putting all these things in the matrix. I plan to tune it and revise as we go, for example, adding more parameters. But right now, on top, it has Gilead Sciences coming up well on top of, no way. of our matrix. It's basically, I should mention the stocks I'm putting in here are essentially just the ones we've talked about. Uh, I'm not going to go through the work of putting all this stuff because I don't have it coded to auto-load these parameters in. So I'm not trying to do every stock in the S&P 500, but, but I'm putting the ones are we you, talked about. Gilead is on top right now. Are you going to use just like any stock that that we think is one to watch? Pretty much because in it, the future, it, like will you add those as well? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll be adding them week by week. And because it it's anytime we kind of talk about them because remember it's for going long or short on these guys. Um, for example, right now, one of them in the short category is Snapchat. Or I guess it's just Snap as a company. Right? Yes. That makes sense. Um, but, well, are, are you also including the Basic Girl Index that we talked about last week? Oh, so yeah, that one, I'm kind of thinking I want to run that one separately as more of a buy and hold technique. Whereas this one is going to be adjusting every week because one company might be in buy section one day and then short the next week, which means I would be selling those shares that I got. But with this, I, I call it the the high pH index, the basic index. <laughs> high pH. We're looking at things like Lululemon, Starbucks, Target, uh, and they have all been doing phenomenal, phenomenally. Just over this past week, they've like doubled the increase of the S&P 500. Um, wow. And I, th I think there's some kind of actual logic behind why these stocks may do well. I think that they cater to a, a kind of specific type of person and that group may be growing and they can also be branching out to cater to others. For example, Lululemon makes stuff for men but it's a pretty small segment right now and it can so it kind of only has up to go yeah i guess that is good uh, because men can be basic as well that's a very good point <laughs> very true but Maybe yeah we so need to look at some more uh some more basic uh men stocks as well and we, we might be able to add those in there i think that's a good point and you know the way i found some of these things are li literally <laughs> If you go into um, Robinhood and search the word girl, it brings up all the <laughs> stocks that actually mention girl in their description. And oh of course, I didn't include like the toy company that makes American Girl dolls. But yeah. these other ones, that's that's how I found, uh, I forget, it's a clothing brand that, that makes a bunch of clothing that my wife buys. So it's clearly a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, must be. <laughs> but I figured that's the type of thing that we make this index and then probably weight it. I don't know. Should, should we do evenly weighted or do like capitalization Maybe market cap? Yeah, probably probably market cap weighted. That's how indices usually go. But that, that'll be kind of a buy and hold thing. And I'd love to compare its progress versus my actively trading matrix strategy. Hmm. Well, I look forward Good to seeing stuff. how it works or how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. But that that's 
that's what I'm tracking through this week. Nice. All right. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into Engineering Money. We will see you all again next week.